Welcome to Real, Raw, Fit. No bullshit. We're your host. I am Barb Marco. I am an RN, health coach, personal fitness trainer, as well as a mom of three, a wife, and a business owner. After so many years of working in the medical field and watching people become sicker and sicker with diseases that were so very connected to the food they were consuming, I've been watching people die in their 40s, 50s, from being overweight, diabetic, having heart attacks. I took the plunge and started learning everything I could about food and disease. And as it turns out, there's a huge connection. My life's mission is to start teaching others so that they can live a healthy, more fulfilling life and not be burdened by disease, diseases from the years of their choices that have been made that they didn't even know about. This is my co-host, Heather Martinez, and I am a fitness coach and weight loss mindset expert. I got here because I used to be morbidly obese and weighed 326 pounds. After working on my mind, eating and exercise, and actually keeping off the weight, I knew I had to help as many people as I could to experience just how good your body can feel when you aren't weighted down by your weight or negative mindset. Our mission on this podcast is to tell you like it is, real, raw. No sugarcoating, just plain evidence-based information that can help you understand how the body works so that you too can start making informed decisions about your health and well-being. And how to truly change your identity so you never go back to the unhealthy and unhappy person that you once were. This will help you be the best version of yourself for you, your family, and make it your legacy. Hey guys, welcome back to Real Raw Fit. No bullshit. We are your hosts, Barb and Heather, and we're here to talk to you today about debunking the most common fitness myths. Ooh, and this is one of my favorite topics because I think people think so many things and it's so false that we're going to educate you on all of them. It's too many, so where do you want to start? Well, first of all, I want to say, where are you getting your info? If you're checking out some little young thing on Instagram <laughs> that's telling you what to do and what to lift, you may want to rethink your guide uh, okay. because you need someone who has been around the block and has been educated in all these things. So you're telling me just because they have six-pack abs doesn't mean they know what they're talking about? Well, I mean, they may have six-pack abs because they're naturally thin. Right. I mean, there's a lot of people that have great bodies that work out – I mean, I've seen them with these little three-pound dumbbells. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all know you've got to really put the work in. Three pounds aren't going to cut it. I mean, I always tell people you got to lift at least the weight of your purse. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so where do you want to start? What do you think is what's – I wouldn't say it's the number one myth, but what do you think is like the most pervasive that just everybody believes this fitness myth? Today, I yep. would say one of the most common is that carbs make you fat because everybody's going on keto. Everybody's mm-hmm. low carb craze. I mean, low carb's been around for God forever. Like South Beach, right? Atkins. Mm-hmm. All those diets are low carb. They're all the same cookie cutter thing, just presented differently. And what happens when people go on those kind of diets? So what I've seen is they're like, okay, I'm not eating carbs, but let me make this double bacon macaroni whatever but Cream it's cheese. low carb yes that's crazy well, to me high fat. so the Absolutely. thought the thought is high fat low carb moderate protein 
is going to get you results. Well, it's, yeah, okay, so it puts you in a place called ketosis, Mm -hmm. where your body burns fat for energy. That's great for short term. Right. It'll help you lose weight. But you're going to stink. Right, right. (laughs) And then I guess when you're saying low carb, they think no, you know, pasta, breads, um, potatoes. Starches. Yes. And so why do you... Cookies, cakes, pies. Yeah, absolutely. And, And But it boggles my mind that... People think, well, let me have this double bacon ranch, whatever. But again, I'm not having the bun. Like that just, ah, yeah, it's, it's, heart attack it, on a plate. It is. It's, it's not good for you, for sure. I mean, carbs need to be looked at from the source. Mm-hmm. Like it's much better to eat the apple than the apple pie. <laughs> right. Even though I kind of want the apple pie. Well, more, we always but, want the know. apple pie. I mean, come on. Yeah. And, you know, we got to get away from this good carb, bad carb. We need to think about whole non-processed carbohydrates like Mm -hmm. things that don't have a label right a banana doesn't have a label on it right um is a banana good carb i think so it's great pre-workout sweet potato quinoa yep oats oats Mm -hmm. i mean depending on your system i mean they can be great foods right and so how do you think we got to this point where where i mean do you think i guess the doctors promoted it so much or the diet industry promoted it so much to say, hey, carbs are the devil, so we have to go keto or what have you. I mean, why do you think that got to that point where it's so such a myth that it's believed? Because people lose weight fast on keto. Mm. But there's here's the but. Yep. The but is you're creating a different environment in your body. You're adding too much fat in, especially if you're doing what I call dirty keto. Dirty keto is the bacon and the cream cheese and all that, like four cups of cheese and heavy cream and like, like that's, I mean, we all know in our heart of hearts that that is not healthy way to eat. Right. Like if you put, if you wrap ground beef meatloaf in bacon, <laughs> like yeah. you're right, that's a dream come true for a carnivore, but that is not healthy. I mean, there's right. no fiber. Right. There's no, there's no like vitamin C. I mean, you're going to get some from the meat, but you're not going to get what you need. And then you're just going to add all that fat to your body and all that fat to your body. See, it's just not good for your heart and your vessels. Meaning you're going to lose weight, lose weight per se, but you're going to have a heart attack as well. Well, potentially, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, there's lots of data that shows numbers that people's cholesterol and triglycerides go up mm-hmm. when those happen and mm-hmm. you know it's not all about the numbers it, yeah. there's 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 a whole lot to know and then of course most people can't sustain that for a long time no then they go off of it and what happens they balloon up right so what one thing with the carbs versus the fat is that carbs like anytime you eat oatmeal or sweet potatoes or whatever you retain water with that mm-hmm. so when somebody goes on a low carb diet, the first yeah. three or four days, they're losing water weight. They're not losing fat. Right. It takes, I've heard, up to seven days to get into that keto type yeah. environment. And a lot of people feel so bad during that point because your body's shifting energy systems and it doesn't feel good. They have, you know, the first, the keto flu, I think they call it. Right. They just, don't feel good so they don't sustain it and then like one mess up is going to kick you right back out of ketosis so if you splurge and have a french fry on the weekend yeah then you're pretty much restart every monday which is kind of the weirdest mindset ever but and i can't believe that people i think you said it though you said in their heart of heart they they know but when you're sitting there making a double meat 
meatloaf bacon wrapped. How do they not, they know, they got to know this is not good. I mean, right well, or wrong? They're looking at the short term. They're looking mm. at the weight loss effect. They're not looking at the long-term health effects. Yeah. Like, that's just got to be the way it is. I mean, I've seen, you know, keto has its place. There is there is certain diagnoses, migraine headaches, where people do keto for that purpose, but it's not cream cheese and bacon. Exactly. It's, it's nuts and avocados right. and seeds and that's your fat comes from a plant source and yes. but you're allowed you know you eat chicken and fish and ground beef and you eat that stuff but right, right. your your fat content is not super duper high mm-hmm. it's that your um i believe it want to say it's that you're in, they're trying to keep down your insulin response right and that's where that's why carbs make you fat per se because carbohydrate mm-hmm. without in the absence of fiber yes will Raise your blood sugar, mm-hmm. and that will create hyperinsulinemia, high insulin in the blood. And right. insulin is a great fat storage right. hormone. Right, right. Stores fat, period. Right. So if you create this storm of I'm constantly eating 50 and 60 grams of carbs at every meal, like, um, without fiber. Meaning like, like an apple pie has no fiber. It's just strictly right. sugar and fat. You're going to get a little fiber so. from the apples, but not, mm. nothing, not enough to slow that glucose load. Yeah. Um, you, you're going to spike your insulin levels. And when you do that day after day after day, think about the person who maybe has a donut and a Dr. Pepper for breakfast. Yes. Okay. You've got insulin going up. Then the insulin comes in or the, your, your blood sugar rises. Insulin comes in to bring it down. Right. You get that shot of insulin fat storage. And if that person goes to a desk job and is very sedentary, you compound that effect and you store fat and you store fat and you store fat. Yeah. So that's why when people get control of their insulin levels from keto, they tend to lose weight from that alone. But it's right. also you're eating bacon and cream yeah. cheese and stuff like that. So have we debunked this myth? If my My solution to this is that your carbs should come from vegetables mm-hmm. first. Mm-hmm. Then fruits. Yep. And it should always have a good fiber content. Absolutely. You don't need the Twinkies and the cupcakes and stuff like that. You just don't eat it. Right. And just because it says um, keto on the label does not make... I mean, you've got to flip it over and look Mm. what's in it. What's the first ingredient? What's the second ingredient? What's the third ingredient? Chances are they're going to be oils. Yes. Like fat and oils. I mean... Right, right. Which we know is not healthy. So would you see... that? I always say so. Barb tells me this all the time. Start <laughs> saying, stop saying so. Okay. Would you say then that that kind of leads into our next myth about um, plant-based diets and ooh, if it's vegan. vegan. Yeah, mm. if I have this vegan brownie, it's healthy and I'm going to eat all of them because it's vegan. What do you have to say about that? On that what do I have to say about that? Yeah. Well, if you know how to read a label, then you would learn that, I mean, I would love to say that Beyond Burgers and all those... Um, Plant-based meats, substitutes, corn is a good option. But unfortunately, a lot of it is oil. I mean, the first couple ingredients are all oils and fats. And if you do the macros on them, Mm -hmm. a lot of them are 50% fat or higher. Right. Coming from corn oil, soybean oil, all these things that we've been told to not use in excess. Well, even you, you're always educating me even because I think one day I was like, salad oh dressing. my God. <laughs> yeah, salad dressing. Remember, I think, I don't know if I texted you or something. I'm like, look at this Beyond Meat. It's vegan. I'm so excited. And you're like, Heather, turn it over. Turn look it at up. the label. And you're like, damn it. Like, cause you just think finally this is it. But 
you know that they they did years and years of research on that beyond meat and uh like to make it sizzle and bleed like a cow and just you know right. there it's not any better it isn't right. so there you know there's a school of thought that says veganism is healthier but i unfortunately when you take out a food group which in this case would be meat mm-hmm. or fish mm-hmm. you tend to replace it with things other than what you should be replaced. Like I nobody I've ever met. Yeah. That's vegan. Yeah. Has said I'm not going to eat this burger or this this chicken anymore and I'm going to eat more spinach and broccoli. <laughs> right. You know, usually it gets substituted with those meat mm-hmm. substitutes or mm-hmm. you go to Sprouts and you see the Oh, veganaise or yep. vegan mayonnaise and vegan butter and vegan cheese. Right. Like, what is that? Right. I mean, if like I'm not, I don't eat dairy. Right. Um, it just doesn't agree with me. And there's 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 some stuff in dairy I've just read, and I don't really a fan, so I'm not gonna do that. But you you do you right? Yeah. But when you do vegan cheese, yeah, like, it doesn't even like I don't even know what it is. I yeah. tried to read the label. Um, vital wheat gluten, seitan, and high have protein. Have you ever tried vegan. to melt vegan cheese? It well, that's why I don't melt. What no, does it do? It just it. Um, how do I explain? It doesn't melt. It just I can't explain it. You'd have to see for yourself. But what and what did you? I tried a vegan cheese because I thought, oh, that's going to be a better option. But even with me. In my mind, I think I even try to justify, oh, it's a vegan brownie, so I can have more than one, or, you know, because it's typically healthy, and you still see overweight vegans, if that tells you anything. Like you said, you've never seen a vegan say, oh, okay, let's not do this plant-based burger, and I'm going to eat more fruits and vegetables and nuts. I'm just going to replace it with all these chemicals. Right, and I mean, I've always been of the opinion that... If God put it on this earth, yeah, it's probably better off than if man made it. Right. Like God made the apples and the oranges and put the, you know, the trees, but he didn't make this corn nuggets <laughs> or whatever corn. Um, we made those. <gasps> and and, and, hey, it's spelled with a Q, corn, Q-U-O-R-N, nuggets. Speaking of corn, do you know, like corn oil, I mean, corn oil is one of the worst things we can eat. It's so, it's so bad for us. and. Mm-hmm. Like corn makes cows fat, so yeah. maybe they might make people fat. That's just another discussion. But anyway, so when it comes to plant based, yeah, my opinion is is that there are great things about a plant based diet. Mm-hmm. There are a lot, and if you're going to eat a whole food plant based diet, you're going to need to supplement with some stuff. You can't just do it alone, mm-hmm. and you want to stay away from the processed stuff. Right, right, because that just causes as much inflammation as eating whatever. Yep. So, same concept. Yep, that's my thought. What about you? Well, I was thinking on the myths how um, I hear this day in and day out. Heather, I only ate 1,200 calories. Or they get more proud because they're like, ooh, I went under 1,200 and I only ate 1,000 calories today. Um, So I think people think if I just eat 1,200 calories, I'm going to lose weight. And that's one of the worst things you can do for your body. Agree. Agree. Why? Tell us why. So when Ms. You, trainer. When you go under weight those loss expert. calories, um, <laughs> yes, you'll lose weight, but you'll lose um, lean muscle tissue. All you're doing is making your metabolism slow down. And, you know, yeah, I could get on the scale, but am I losing fat or am I losing my precious muscle? Right. Precious muscle is the word of the day. Yeah. 
precious muscle. Why? Why is that? Why is muscle so important? Well, it raises your metabolism. Um, It keeps everything going in your body. I don't know. How do I explain it? You, You take over. So muscle is one of the biggest organs. Yeah. That does so much. And for one, it keeps you upright. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you see when a, when a person's like 60 or 70 years old and they're losing muscle tissue? They, yes. They're, they're frail. All, yeah, they're frail. They're, over. They can't lift much. They don't walk far. They have no stamina. Yeah. Um, muscle tissue's actually so, what's the word I'm looking for? It's metabolically active. Like it's it burns like stuck, more calories. the fire. Right. Like putting logs in the fire. Right. So uh, I think I want to say a pound of muscle tissue burns on average 50 calories a day. Yes. On average. Right. Is what I've read in multiple places. But a pound of fat burns like zero to one. Mm-hmm. So fat is just, just not active metabolically. So you want more muscle tissue because it, it makes you like a fire-burning machine so where did we get that from who who put that in our out there oh you just need 1200 calories just stay at that a lot of the diet plans back in like like weight watchers and all that i mean i don't know weight watchers does points now i don't know how they calculate it out yeah but if, okay even my fitness pal mm-hmm. if you type in my fitness pal you open an account with my fitness pal yes and you say i want to lose 12 pounds or whatever and it'll tell you okay how many weeks or whatever it'll calculate your calories like 1100 1200 1300 uh-huh even today mm-hmm. right and in 2021 yeah and that's i mean that's going to be so bad for your muscle tissue but as a society we're not thinking about the long-term effects we're not thinking about our muscles right i can tell you that right now and how many people are overweight still or have lot tried to lose the same five to ten pounds yeah over and over because they're focused on losing body fat so maybe this is the wrong way to think about it, but I feel like when you go to 1,200 calories and say you're doing great, you're losing weight, I feel like by you staying at 1,200 calories, it's almost like you're depleting, how do I explain it? It's almost like your body became a sponge, and then when you go back to eating over 1,200, I feel like the fat just comes on so quick because you've lost your lean muscle tissue. Right, and it takes a lot to build muscle. Yes. Like it takes effort, it takes diet, it takes good nutrition, it takes Good, strong, resistant exercise. Yeah. You have to lift weights. You can't just walk. Right. Walking is great. Right. To get the blood flowing. So good for a beginner, I think. In a warm-up. Yeah, in a (laughs) warm-up. Right. I mean, like, I I walk to warm up my run. (laughs) Like, you know, I mean. But would you say, like, even with you and I, if you told me I can only eat 1,200 calories, I feel like I would be depressed and I would cut you and be like. I couldn't survive. I couldn't either. I couldn't either. Yeah. So there's a there's a program that I actually um, signed up to be a coach for mm-hmm. for about three weeks. I think I lasted. Uh huh. Oh. And I, and I couldn't. I couldn't do it. I'm not going to name the program. Yeah. Don't name the program. But basically, it is packaged foods mm-hmm. and one healthy quote unquote healthy meal a day. Yeah. So it works out to be about. A thousand to eleven hundred calories because your package meal you have to have like one of them every two to three hours. Yeah, and it's a hundred calories. Wow, that's it, a hundred calories, and then you get that one meal, and it's like lean protein and and vegetables basically. Yeah, that's your whole day. Yeah. Anyway, so part of the process when you become a coach for them, you have to go through the program. Uh huh. And I lost weight. Of course. But I lost muscle tissue. Because I, they were telling you what to eat. It was a thousand calories. 
But what happened when you went and back it, it to was, eating? It was basically keto. It, yeah, I gained it all back. Okay, and so on those packages, was it all filled with crap? Oh, it was. It's a chemical shitstorm. Ah, chemical shitstorm. Which is why. So, um, I had a client, and I was. She, he wanted to lose weight, and I was like, "Okay, yeah, let's try it." Mm-hmm. And I don't know what ha- his something happened with his blood work that his doctor said whatever he was doing, he needed to stop. And I, as a nurse, I looked at it and I said, "You know what? I can't do this. I can't. I can't in good faith." tell people to do this because it wasn't integrity it was it was well, going me, against everything it was against knew. everything i have learned Stand and for. studied mm-hmm. about you know whole real food and yep. mean, and you know i you, you invest it as a coach and you pay this money and i i was i was so what did they say when you said okay i'm quitting <laughs> honestly it was kind of like weird like they didn't really say much especially when i told them the why <laughs> Like, it was like they really didn't care, <laughs> right? Was like, because they're making money. Well, and then of... like, but but he has a book. This person has a book, so anybody can write a book. Absolutely. I mean, yep. Like, yep. Agreed. You have to have you know studies and 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 don't get me started on the studies. Yeah, they can be swayed in any way, shape, or form. You have to have testing and peer-reviewed studies, and you know, double-blind and all that kind of stuff. There's, right. There's so much to. Right. Studying, especially with diet, it's very hard because diet in you and me can be completely different. Yeah, because we're built different. Yeah. Definitely. So You were talking about, uh, maybe I'm going off track, but you were talking about um, walking earlier and maybe how that's a fitness myth, but why, why is that a fitness myth? Well, okay, so as a trainer and a nurse, I've heard it so many times. What do you do for fitness? I walk. I walk every day. Mm-hmm. Okay, what else do you do for fitness? Like, I, I want to ask that question. Usually the answer, they don't do anything else. They just walk. Yep. And although walking is good, and I, I don't want to discount anybody that's out there walking, because taking a walk, getting that blood flowing is a good thing. Mm-hmm. It's just not enough. Mm-hmm. Especially when we talk about the importance of lean muscle tissue. Right. And it being, you know, you're not going to build your glutes and your hamstrings walking yeah. every day. Yeah. I mean... You've got to put them under more stress than that. Right. Especially as a female. But also, oh, but also, <laughs> but also, we're going to make a little song out of but also. <laughs> but also. Don't you think, or it's true, when you walk, your body gets so acclimated to that same range of motion. You did mm-hmm. this yesterday and the day before, and your body's like, I've been there, done that. What else you got? I need something. Yeah. I, need, I need stress. I need pressure in order to grow. Yeah, think about the acclimation of the body, right? The body is an amazing ad- adapter. Mm-hmm. So if you walk the same route day in, day out. I'd be bored as hell. <laughs> <laughs> that too. But like your body just, it's just not challenged anymore. So maybe you just sit on the couch and you'd get the same amount of calories almost. Well, if you, and if you, if you watch your heart rate, yeah, the same walk over time will, will not raise your heart rate mm-hmm. that much because mm-hmm. You're going to get acclimated and adapted to it. So, like, a weighted vest. Mm. Carry dumbbells. Like, if you're going to make your walk be your primary. What I would tell you is, no, if you don't know how to lift weights, hire a trainer and go learn how to do so. Yeah. And don't be afraid of getting big and bulky. That's another myth. That's another myth. Oh, yes. Especially with females. Females are all worried about getting big and bulky. And chances are... If you're lifting weights three, four times a week in the gym, 
you're not going to get big and bulky because as a female, one, you don't have enough testosterone. Mm-hmm. And number two is you ain't going to put the work in that needs to, like a bodybuilder. Oh, my God. It's... Or someone who's competing. Yes. I mean, the amount of work they're doing is like two, three, four hours a day. Absolutely. And their so nutrition is so dialed oh, in. Oh, yeah. And it's extremely dialed in. Yep. Um, that you're, yeah, you're not going to get that big and bulky even from a 45 or an hour workout. But what you will get is um, you will look, I would say toner, but you'll look more lean. Mm-hmm. You'll look more compact. You may even weigh more than you think you should, but man, you're going to yeah, look so beautiful and strong. That, that like when I first started working out, um, I think I weighed like, I don't know, 130 pounds. Yeah. And I started working out and I was like looking all, but like feeling like I looked buff. Yes. I, I was young. Yes. And I was, the weight never changed, but my pant size changed and my shirt size changed. Everything changed. Although I weighed the exact same on the scale. Why? Right. Because, oh, our next myth. Yes. <laughs> Muscle weighs more than fat. Yes. How many of you oh, out there? I would love to know. How God. many of you actually think that? Muscle weighs more than fat. So a pound of bricks and a pound of feathers both weigh the same. A pound. Yeah. What do they look like? Vastly different. Right. 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 Because Vastly muscle different. is compact, so it's going to take up way less space than fat. It's yep. going to, it's Much muscle yeah. dense. So you could have two 140-pound women, um, maybe one who lifts weights and one doesn't, and they're going to look so different. Their whole body composition is going to be different. And I don't know about you, but when women bring out like the three and five pound weights because they're like, I'm gonna, I don't want to get bulky, so I'm just going to lift. It's a good start, like the walking, but it's not going to get you anywhere. It's just not. It's, well, I mean, and you're going to throw them around like, like yeah. I've seen them like lift. You're like, oh, okay, you're not supposed so to So would you tell belts. women to not be afraid to lift heavy? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And when, when I say heavy, I mean heavy. Like... 25s, 30 pound dumbbells. 40. As long as you can manage the dumbbell and control it. Yes. Like, and the nice thing is that, again, with adaptation, mm-hmm. you get stronger fast. Yeah. Like, the like people buy, they buy 10 pound dumbbells. Next thing they're like, oh, I need 12s, so I mm-hmm. need 15s. I, mm-hmm. need, I love that. I mean, because that's showing, mm-hmm. that's showing progress. Yes. And then, of course, that's when you see change. Consistency, lifting on right. a regular basis. Combined with a dialed-in nutrition plan. Yeah. I mean, that's the way to get results. And don't you think lifting weight impacts area of your life? Like, it, it almost feels like you're a stronger uh, trainer, a stronger wife, a stronger mom. Because it's something like, man, I proved that to myself. And it just, I've, I don't know. I feel like it extends to area, every area of your life. So I guess my thing is, stop. don't be afraid to lift heavy. It's not going to make you bulky. It just isn't. And then if you want to go even deeper. Mm-hmm. So earlier we talked about carbs making you fat and how yeah. you know you need you need that muscle mm-hmm. you know disease starts with a lack of let's say under muscled over fat yes like if people are under muscled they're going to start getting metabolic diseases right period right that's where it begins right so guess what build that muscle well and and then I think it also goes back to have you we have we were talking about the older women how. Um, like they get it shorter mm-hmm. and then they're very fragile. And um, man, osteoporosis in older women, I feel like it's, it, you can slow that down and you don't have to have a hip fracture. Or, you know, maybe when they fall, they break something. If you lift weights, that can help you so much when you're 60 and 70 and 80. So let's talk about that. So osteopenia, 
Mm-hmm. Loss of bone density. Yes. What is the most important thing you can do? Weight bearing and resistance exercise, right? Yeah. Okay. Sarcopenia. Mm-hmm. Loss of muscle tissue. What are the most important things to do? Weight train and weight bearing exercise. Right. So two things, especially for women. Yes. That are going to make you improve your longevity, improve your future, improve all of your tomorrows. Not to mention it does make you look better. I mean, yeah, I would much rather be a little more lean than fluffy. I oh, mean, absolutely. Like, yes. Yes. So, I mean, the benefit, you, you can't even outweigh the benefits. Like, you're going you're gonna to have better glucose metabolism. Right. So if you're pre-diabetic or diabetic, lifting weights helps with that. Building mm-hmm. muscle helps with that. Yeah. I mean, I, I, the, the list is so long. And I was reading, um, I was doing some research, and it was show like it would, it showed X-rays of women with uh, osteoporosis, and you could see such big holes in their bones of of where. And then it showed women who lifted weights, and man, it was so different. Like you could just visually see the difference in in someone who, yeah, lifted weights. That bone, the weight bearing activity, it was pretty incredible. So interesting. I had an argument with my own doctor one time uh-huh. because. I think I was like 48 a couple yeah. of years ago. and um, I thought you were 24. Well, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Heather always drives me crazy because I always brag about being 50. And, you know, Heck my, yeah. Why my, goal you? Is, my goal is to be strong as fuck, right? Uh, yep. And definitely. I feel like at 50, I'm doing pretty good. Yes, you are. So Always, yes. Um, anyhow. He, he made me do a DEXA scan, a bone scan, because mm-hmm. he's like, oh, you know, you're getting up there in age. You got to do this. And I said, I laid a bet with him. Yeah. I laid a bet because I didn't want to do it. I didn't think it was that important because, like, I have the thickest bones ever. Uh-huh. Like, never broken anything. Like, I mean, trust me, I take lots of tumbles and trips yeah. and bangs. And, like, I do a lot of things that are hard on my body. Mm-hmm. Um, and nothing's ever broken. So I was like, I'm pretty sure that got got good bone density. But okay. I have a thyroid problem. So between the thyroid and my age, they're like, no, I want you to have this test. Fine. Yeah. I said, okay, I'll make you a bet. Mm-hmm. If this test is normal, mm-hmm. I said, you need to call me personally with these results. <laughs> well, Versus I, the nurse calling you, right? right. Well, okay. or, or the letter. They just yeah. mail you a letter. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he's like, okay, fine. Mm-hmm. And he had to make a phone call because I had – my bone density was fine. And, I mean, I think – I, I do. I run. I I walk. I run. I lift weights. You lift I, heavy. I lift heavy. Yeah. I do a lot of stuff. So Wow. Cross train. Yes. A little bit of this. One, I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm so excited that we've talked about these myths because I feel like now if, when they're listening, they're like, okay, I didn't know that. And now I know this. And hopefully they can take these myths. And now that we've busted them – now they know better and they can do better. Perfect. Perfect. Yep. Okay. So last one, I think that we've got on our list for today. Um, machines at the gym are better than free weights. True or false? So that's a catchy one because if I'm just starting an exercise program and maybe I don't know how to lift weights, um, I would highly recommend the she- machines in the beginning because it's going to give me a uh, form, how to do my form good and maybe work on my breathing. See, what I would do is I'd say, no, get a trainer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you are my trainer. She always has to remind me of this. Um, well, and, and let's be honest, like, um, if you go to the gym and you go to the machine, yeah. are you going pu- to put the right amount on the weight on it? Yeah, that's I true. I mean, most most people 
when they're new, yeah. they're afraid to load the machine. Oh, because agreed. They're not sure. Agreed. Or, I mean, have you ever seen those people on the machines at the gym that are on them wrong? <laughs> yes. Like, I mean, there's, there's pictures yes, on. I'm like, there's what's usually... going on here? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, I, and I mean, I know a lot of places now are really good about they have fitness staff and to show you how to use things. But that person is not dialed into your ability. Like, they might be able to give you a little tip here and there, but they're not going to give you a whole program. So I guess we'll agree to disagree. I mean, I see both sides. No, I see both sides. But what I'm saying is if you really want results. Well, and you don't want to stick with the machines because what it does is it very much limits your range of motion on those machines. Whereas free weights, you go so many directions. You're using more of your core, more stability. Right. So, so trainer, trainer, Heather, trainer, Barb, let's Mm -hmm. talk about that. So if you're on the chest press machine, great step one, step one, you're on the chest press machine. You can only come back to shoulder level. Mm -hmm. Right. And then you press forward and back and forth. Now, if you were to use a dumbbell, what could you do for your chest muscles? You could do chest fly. You could alternate. Um, you could do a, um, I'm trying to think, go Uni- ahead. Unilateral. Yeah. You could do unilateral. You could do pullovers. Right. Incline, decline. So many options. Yep. Yeah, and then again, that machine just really limits your your range of motion. Yeah, but I agree. I mean, it's great for a beginner. Yeah, but it's a good start. If you're if you're really a beginner and you want really good results, I say get yourself a trainer. Right, right. <laughs> invest in that and do it correctly. Yeah. and then yeah. you'll you'll invest in your results. Agreed. Because that trainer's Agreed. probably going to give you a few tips on how to eat too. Yeah, true that. There's that. So. Yep. All right, I think that's it. Right. That's, that's it all for we've our, got for you. For our, Myths. I'm sure there's plenty more out there. Um, and if you would do us a do us a favor, share the episode. If you got anything out of this, even one nugget, one even one one thing. nugget, yes, one nugget, share it, share and it, share it, share it. Where can they reach us at? Um, you can email us if you have any questions or comments, or maybe there's another fitness myth you want to yeah. us to it. You know, either debunk or confirm, mm-hmm. like. Um, Barb at G-Y-S-T Academy, Just Academy, Get Your Shit Together Academy. That's what it stands for. Um, or Heather at G-Y-S-T Academy.com. That's it. Yep. So join us next week when we talk about reading labels. Man, I, I thought I was a little bit smart. <laughs> But but we 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 got work to do. So yes, we will be jo- talking about all maybe salad dressings, um, anything you can think of on how to read your labels and, and become smarter versus just become getting, a nutrition detective, like a sleuth. Yes, because we're so captured by those damn you know advertising. It pulls us in every time. Every time. So yep. So stay tuned. See you soon. Bye.